I don't know about you, but I know I've done things that I look back on in the mirror, in reflection, in my life, and as a leader, and I think, what was I thinking when I did that? Why would I have made that kind of decision? Surely I didn't do that. It may be as something as simple as, did I really put that on my website? Did I really leave the tool in that place? Did I really attach it that way? And I know there's been more than one occasion in my life. I'm guessing there's probably been more than one occasion in your life. And sometimes we realize it's not just our own personal or even our business leadership decisions. It's global level impact decisions that are made. That's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And one of the things that I notice is how often we find ourselves looking back historically and thinking to ourselves, how did we get here from there? Maybe you're looking back just the last 36 months and we've had an election cycle and we've had disruption and chaos on the streets and we had a pandemic, pandemic and we had outbreaks of violence that some of them seem inexplicable. Some of them seem like maybe they came with a cause or a purpose behind them. Some of them seem like they were instigated. We've had changes in financial structures. We've had changes in banking policies. We've had changes all over the world in geopolitics and geopolitical relationships between world superpowers and smaller nations. And all of those things seem like they're moving in a course that's haphazardly. It's almost like there was no plan. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants and, and that's what the result is different things outcroppings like like little wildfires i remember a day and i've talked about this before a friend and i were playing with his remote control car it was one of those little gas powered remote control cars very very fast little car and at one point he stripped the gears out and i thought to myself well what if we use super glue and this gear seems to be stable let's just go ahead and super glue it together what i wasn't thinking was Those gears in relationship to each other both have to be moving in order for the car to go. Or we super glued them and they stayed very well in place until we hit the go button and then both shafts spun and the little gears went everywhere like confetti. Destroyed it. Now, to my defense, both of the gears were already shot anyway. There's no way the car would have run again if we hadn't glued the gears together. So gluing them together was not a greater loss, and thankfully it didn't do any further damage. But I wonder how many things in the course of our life, in the course of our business relationships, in the course of our leadership role, we have done thinking, well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. My son, I walked in after hearing a thud, thud, thud on the wall several times while sitting in my recliner. I walked in the door to find one of them sitting in the floor, laughing his fool head off. The other one, on the bunk bed, in a starter position like he's about to take off in a a 40-yard dash with nothing on but his diaper and a football helmet. And I hear the thud again, and he leaps off the bed toward the center of the room and almost hits the ceiling fan before he falls to the floor. I said, boy, what are you doing? You're going to hit the ceiling fan. And he looks at me and he says, Dad, that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I have a helmet on. Now, I know that many of us have made decisions that we look back on and go, 
I don't know what I was thinking at the time, or it seemed like a good idea at the time. And I think they both kind of fall in that category, don't they? That that category of super gluing the gears together. Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time, or leaping into the ceiling fan with a helmet on. Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I want to challenge you as a leader to ask yourself when you look back now in retrospect, when you reflect on where you are today, what your business is doing today, what your team is doing today, and ask yourself, have you made decisions that you would look back on and think seemed like a good idea at the time? Let me throw some at you that maybe you don't realize even the impact that they're having on you. I was having a conversation with some young millennials yesterday. They might even be post-millennials. They're really young, 18, 19, 20 years old. And they were talking about music and how the beat of the music sometimes inspires you or motivates you or moves you, even when the lyrics make no sense. Or even when you want to meditate, you put on a certain kind of music because it seems to be relaxing. And I asked them, have you ever heard of binaural beats? Because, you know, a lot of people put their headphones on when they listen to music. They, they seal out, maybe even with noise reduction headphones. And the binaural beats have the ability, if you've never looked this up, go to YouTube and type in binaural, B-I-N-A-U-R-L, A-U-R-A-L, binaural beats, look them up, and listen to just the type of music that you hear, number one. Number two, the way that the music changes and transitions. And then number three, notice that as you look at binaural beats, you'll see that there are beats of music for multiple different purposes. Some to relax, some to think, some to meditate, some to sleep by, some to hypnotize you to give up certain habits. <clears throat> what if what if musicians knew that binaural beats were a thing? What if they, like back in the day, you remember they had what they called subliminal advertising, a frame or two of a movie where I tell you, buy a drink, buy a drink, buy a drink. Or you're thirsty, get some popcorn. And those things would pop up literally on the screen in the middle of the movie. And your brain didn't really have time to recognize that. And most people didn't catch it. It was subliminal advertising. Well, what kind of subliminal advertising exists in the music that you listen to today? Does music really change your mood? I think if you did some research, you'd find the answer is yes. I also think that you would find that there are some lyrics where code words, for lack of a better term, are seeded into the conversation. Things that make you look them up and go, well, what is that? There's a song that's been around on TikTok for a couple of years now that gets used for a lot of things, usually because it's a very staccato, very uh, militant sound. It's usually kind of a revenge song. Yeah, I got even, you know, karma kind of videos are the things that normally go along with it. But the song is in Russian. And there are a couple of different ladies who have interpreted the Russian and some of them will tell you from the lyrics of that song, he's saying he's going to do this to her and this to her and this to her. And in some of these things, I won't even repeat as a grown woman. That's the interpreter's expression of how bad the song is. But there are 15, 16 year olds and younger who are trying to repeat the Russian lyrics of a song whose meaning they have no idea what it is. Well, does it take away from the meaning if they don't know what it means? Does it matter when your two-year-old yells a profane word in public? Does that, does that embarrass you or bug you? I mean, they don't know what it means. <clears throat> does it still have the impact and the power, the effect on the other people? Well, the answer is yes. I was listening to a 
psychiatrist who wrote a book called The Mood Food Connection. And she was talking to Tom Bilyeu, which I, I like to listen to some of his podcast interviews. He does a great job interviewing and usually has some fascinating guests in the world of health and mind sciences and thought. And she made a very profound statement and he went, wait, what? Are you kidding? Here's what she said. She said, when you go through the drive-thru and you get your French fries, wherever you get your French fries, you may not know that they have not only partially hydrogenated oil because they use the cheapest oils and they use it over and over and over again, but they're also laced with sugar. Yeah, that's why when you get your fries, you want the largest size of fries and then you eat every one of them. And when you're done with them, you're like, oh man, I could eat another box of those fries because the addiction that comes from sugar is being triggered in your brain by the French fries. The potato steaks dipped in grease are also laced with sugar. Seemed like a good idea at the time, right? I wonder how many other things, I mean, at one time they used to put cocaine, yes, cocaine, the illegal drug, that class three narcotic, uh, they used to put that in Coca-Cola and they thought that was a good idea. We used to use asbestos for fire suits and baby's pajamas and, and cribs until we realized it's a carcinogen and it causes cancer just being around it. We also used to use it in brake pads and clutch materials. It was great for not catching fire and it was really highly resistant to heat. And now they use it on the panels on the outside of the space shuttle. Yeah, asbestos. Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. How many other things in your life, relationships, music, jobs, career fields, can you look back on as you reflect and think to yourself, wow, that really didn't serve me well. My diet didn't serve me well. This whole mood and food connection thing, she's a psychiatrist, a nutritional psychiatrist. She's asking stuff like, or Tom asked her stuff like, I used to really struggle with anxiety. What do you think I needed to change in what I was doing? And so they talked a little bit about his diet and she's like, well, you didn't have a chance of not having anxiety. And that wasn't about your mind. It was about your biofeedback is what the, the stuff you were putting in your body was creating the anxiety in you. Seemed like a good idea at the time to drink three monsters before I go to the gym to work out, right? To stay awake because I've had a long night and I've got to study and, and now I've got to get right back to, to school or work again. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I wonder if we honestly reflect as leaders on decisions we made, hiring decisions, market decisions, product decisions, relationship decisions, partnership decisions, investment decisions. How many are we willing to be honest with ourselves about and say, well, right now, that's more of a train wreck than a solution. It's causing more problem than it's fixing. It's kind of like, uh, I remember somebody not too long ago said, Diet Coke makes people fat. And the first reaction is, well, stupid. The reason they make Diet Coke is so people don't get fat because they're trying to avoid the sugar. But if you listen to the psychologists, the psychiatrists, the nutritional psychiatrists, they will actually tell you that the fake sweeteners that they put in Diet Coke and other things like that actually tell the brain, I'm not full yet, I need more. So instead of drinking one Diet Coke, you might drink 10 or at least two or three or maybe four in the course of a day because you're not satiated, you're not full yet, you still want more. In fact, part of the process of adding sugar to the French fries is to cause you to want more. It's a marketing program. Is it a bad idea from a health standpoint? Probably so. 
Is it a good idea from a marketing standpoint? Well, of course, everybody wants more French fries, which means as a business, I sell more French fries, which was really what I set out for in the first place. It wasn't my intention to get people addicted to the sugar in my French fry. Well, maybe it was. Really, my intention was just to make more money selling French fries. Forget about the anxiety that causes the diabetes, that causes the, the global pandemic of obesity and anxiety and mental health disorders that all tend to go together and they're all linked back to sugar. Yeah, we took the cocaine out of the Coca-Cola, but we have added sugar to everything on the planet from salad dressings to canned peas. Seemed like a good idea at the time. I want to challenge you as a leader to go back through all the things from your diet to how you spend your time to what do you do with your employees and your, your team building relationships? What do you do when you're building and cultivating your own attitude, when you're deciding how you will think about the emotions that are natural, how you will feel about the new thoughts that come to your head? As those things are roaming through your life and you're dealing with them, I want you to ask yourself, if I were to project forward two weeks, two months, two years, two decades and still revisit this exact decision, what would I do differently? And maybe the only way you can get to that answer is to ask yourself where I am today, how many of the things that I'm dealing with today, good or bad, how many of the results and the consequences that I deal with right now were decisions I made two weeks, two months, two years, two decades ago? And how many of the new I have to be honest about and say, well, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but the consequences now tell me otherwise. If we take the time to reflect and project as we develop our vision for ourselves and for the team around us, I think we have a much better chance of looking at the long-term consequences, the long-term ills or benefits that are going to come from the decisions we make today. But if we make those decisions today based solely on, I want more profit, that means if I put sugar in my french fries, I sell more french fries, I have more profit. Without asking the question, what is the negative potential that could come from this? I think we find ourselves in a bad spot. Take some time today and look through some of the pros and cons of your life and as a leader and ask yourself, how many of these decisions seemed like a good idea at the time, but today they don't? I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.